Today we are finishing our second to the last question uh, from questions that have come from the congregation. So I, I thank everybody who has taken the time to submit questions. And if anybody at any point in time you have any particular question about uh, the scripture, about God, um, let me know. Okay, uh, Seek for answers. You never know. It may become a sermon. Uh, so, so keep the questions coming. And I, I think that's a part of you know, if we're reading the Word of God, remember we did that study on uh, Psalm 119 towards the beginning of ask the questions, um, submit your questions. The Word of God is wonderful, and this, this, the study today that we're considering is very much related to that. Just keep studying, keep learning, and the more you learn, the more questions you're going to have. So, so keep the questions coming if you have, have them. I'll be sure to, to do my best to get an answer to you, and it possibly could come across in the form of a sermon. So today, there are three questions that we're seeking to answer that came to me. And I was planning on doing one set of, there's another question you can see in the Proclaimer. Uh, Next week, we're considering the question, why did Jesus say, let the dead bury the dead? So I had to postpone that one because it's just neat the way it all worked out if I did this sermon right now. So why... Questions about reading the Bible. Why read the Bible? So then that's the first question is why should I read the Bible? You know, I guess the, op- the alternative is either not know it at all or let the preacher tell you what to believe. So, um, so anyhow, there's, that's the question. Why should I read the Bible? That's the first one. How often should I read the Bible? And lastly, how can I enjoy my Bible reading more? So the person who asked the questions was basically admitting, I know I should be reading the Bible. How, how can I enjoy it more? And those are all wonderful questions. And we're going to address them. There's probably more answers that you could give, but we're going to address it in a very simple way uh, from Matthew chapter 4. Um, and uh, I don't know if you noticed the, um, the scripture reading coincided with one of the songs right before the scripture reading. That wasn't, uh, I didn't plan that. And Richard, you had no idea, did you? So praise God for uh, how he provided for us even today. But let's go ahead and turn to Matthew chapter 4, and you can consider God's word here and consider it in its entirety and see if what we have to say is true. So I hope this is going to be a very encouraging lesson for us all to just to consider a very basic thought of the Bible, reading it, knowing it. And uh, I hope you go out of here today, I hope you have in mind and in hand something that's going to propel you to read scripture more if you need it. So number one, first question is why? Read the Bible. Why read the Bible? So let's go back to Matthew chapter 4, our scripture reading for today. And it's a very neat passage uh, about Jesus devoting himself. Being, well, he's, first of all, he's led out into the wilderness and he devotes himself to God while he's there. And then it ends up when, when he gets hungry after 40 days of not eating that the devil comes to tempt him. So let's read chapter 4, verses 1 through 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And by the way, think of wilderness more like desert um, to kind of get the right picture in mind. And after he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, he then became hungry. And the tempter came and said to him, 
If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. But he answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And by the way, the reason we come and we even think about this this passage pertaining to Bible reading is because Jesus answers three times with Scripture. So we are going to understand, first of all, that the reason we need to read our Bible is so that we can know the Bible like Jesus knew the Bible. And so we want to read the Bible in such a manner. And we're going to learn some things here specifically. So number one... uh, To truly live. Why read the Bible? Why should I read the Bible? Well, if you want to read the Bible, you need to read it to truly live. Jesus said, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone. You don't, you aren't just going to, you shouldn't survive just on bread. Physically, you can keep on living just having bread, having your food for you. But Jesus says, but on every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Now, I want to focus on that word that we kind of just, one of those little words we kind of skip over every, every. How are you going to live? How can you truly live? How can you live spiritually? How can you have life in you? And that is to look at every word, to consume every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. And you consider, if you're just relying upon what the preacher says every week, You're not getting every word. If you're relying upon uh, something else you hear every week or somebody, some other place that you're reading that's not in Scripture, maybe over a lifetime you might get every word. But odds are you're not getting every word that you need. So if you want to have life, if you want to live, just as much as you uh, every day you wake up and think, uh, I'm going to get something to eat today then that's how much we should be focusing on God's word. We need his word to live, to have life, to live. And, you know, Jesus said, I've come that they may have life and have it to the full. If you truly want life, then you need to read God's word. That, the words that come from God, every word is important for life and godliness. So every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Man, I had a professor um, in college. It was organic chemistry. And we had a book that was the thickest book I had in, in any class I ever had in college. And, and he'd tell us, we'd meet with, in that class every day, and he'd try and teach us something. He'd say, all right, go, go chew on Morrison and Boyd. Morrison and Boyd was the authors or publishers I don't know what it was but it was Morrison and Boyd Morrison and Boyd the organic chemistry book he'd say go chew on it uh, so every 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 day we were supposed to I guess is probably the correct way of saying it because I know I didn't do it every day but every day we were supposed to if we wanted to understand organic chemistry and it was not fun but if you wanted to understand it you needed to go and chew on it every day well let's Get into God's word. Let's chew on it. Let's truly get into every word. This is a fairly big book. It's not as big as Morrison and Boyd. I give you that. But it's a lot easier to understand, too. But it's fun. Dig in. If 
you want to truly have life, you need to learn those words. Get those words. Truly live. So why read the Bible? Why should I read it? To truly live. To have true life indeed. Um, And B, let's uh, keep going here. Verses 5 through 7. Then the devil took him into the holy city and made him stand on the pinnacle of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and on their hands they will bear you up so that you will not strike your foot against a stone. So here's the devil quoting scripture. Jesus said to him, verse 7, On the other hand, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. So here, why read the Bible? To refute bad teaching. Here was the devil quoting scripture. And what he quoted, it kind of it really would have had an application there with, with Jesus. Those scriptures apply to Jesus. But Jesus quoted correctly. Don't put the Lord your God to the test. The devil wasn't using those scriptures in a good way. The devil was using scripture in a way that would, instead of accomplishing the Lord's will, it was going to change the desires of God and the will of God. So, in this day and age, what's it mean to be a Christian? (laughs) You know, there's a different church on every corner that everybody claims to be a Christian. Well, how are you going to know what's true and who has the right teaching? How are you going to be able to refute bad teaching? It's to dig in and know the Word of God and to know all of it. That's why every word is important. You can study it and learn it and know it so that you can hear somebody say something. You can hear a preacher say something and say, you know, that doesn't register correctly with where it is written somewhere else. Again, it's written. What about over here? Ask those questions. Be able to know and prove what is right. So to refute bad teaching. And this is not to say that we're going to understand everything and have it all down and have an answer for every question pertaining to Scripture. But we're going to do our very best to understand it and try to know every word so that we can refute bad teaching. So we've got to read the Bible to truly live to have God's words, and to also refute bad teaching or poor doctrine. Or, and in one way, you could say to refute evil doctrine, the doctrines of, of devils. So, but on to letter C, why read the Bible? To know our purpose in life. To know our purpose in life. Verses 8 through 10. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to him, all these things I will give you if you fall down and worship me. Then Jesus said to him, go, Satan, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. Serve him only. And here's our, here's our purpose in life is to worship God. You want to know how to do it? You want to know how to serve God? You need the words of God. Everything in here tells you how to live to please him. To follow God's ways. If you want to know your purpose in life and how to serve and worship God, then then you have to study the word of God. So why read the Bible? To truly live. To refute bad teaching. To know our purpose in life. 
And lastly, to overcome the devil. And that's what Jesus was doing with the, in every one of these instances. Verse 11 says, the devil left him. And behold, angels came and began to minister to him. The devil left him. The devil took off. And he was going to go wait for another more opportune time. He didn't just leave Jesus and never bugged him again. That's not true. Same is true for us. He's always coming after us. He's always prowling, prowling around like that lion seeking whom he can devour. So we have to know the word of God in order to overcome the devil. Recently we've been kind of, we've spoken of being in this battle when we talked about demons a few weeks ago. And it just that brings to mind that hey we're in a battle. We are in a spiritual battle. Everyone on this earth is in a spiritual battle. And it is either you're on God's team or you're on the devil's team. And if you can get a glimpse of that, then you start to understand how important it is to study the word so that you can make sure you get on the right team. You're in a battle. If you're not studying everything, you're not ready to overcome the devil. That's what Jesus did. He used the word of God to overcome the devil, to refute the devil, and to not give in, and that's what we should do also. And so consider Psalm 119 and verse number 11. Um, and you might have it worded a little bit differently in different translations. Uh, the, the passage, when I think about this passage, I think the word comes to my mind, Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. Do you hear that? One of the beautiful things about Scripture, Psalm 119, every verse talks about the Word of God. And here's one of the things that it does for us. Your Word have I treasured in my heart. I hide your Word in my heart. I treasure your Word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. God, I want to stay right with you. So therefore, I'm going to overcome the devil with the words that you've given to me. All right, so why read the Bible? If you want to have life, you're going to read the Bible. If you want to be able to refute, um, the, refute uh, false teaching or bad teaching, then you need to know the truth. If you want to have, follow your true purpose in life, you need to read the Scripture. If you want to overcome the devil, you need to study God's Word. All right, so and how often should I read? You know, keep, considering this same passage of Scripture... Considering Matthew chapter 4, when you're looking at Jesus being bombarded and tempted by the devil, how, how often then do you think you should read Scripture? So just reading some thoughts here about how often should you read. Because I don't have a, I don't have a simple answer to go to the, the Bible and it says, you must read every day. It doesn't, it doesn't say that. That would be a nice little verse. closest thing you might have to that is Acts chapter 17. In verse number 11, uh, they studied every day. They searched the scriptures daily to see if what, the, what Paul was saying was true. That's the Bereans. So I like that thought of every day. But here, just based upon Matthew chapter 4, I'm, I'll say this. First of all, to know what it says. How often should you read the Bible? Well, to know what it says. If you're going to use the Bible according to those, uh, the, the first things that we had said, um, to truly live, to refute bad teaching, to know our purpose, to overcome the devil. If you want to use the Bible like that, 
then you have to just know what it says. How often should you read it? Well, you've got to read it enough to get to know it. How well do you know it? Well, I don't think I know it well enough. Then you're not reading it enough. Read more. We can't read the Bible too much unless we uh, get, get distracted by that, and that's the only thing we do. You know? So uh, know the Bible. Study the Bible. Read it so that you can know what it says. And know it well enough. Study it well enough so that you're able to apply it. You know, it's not that you've, you've read it once and you know everything that's in there. No, you need to keep studying it and learning it so it can sink in and then you can apply it and it comes out in your life. You speak its words. You are able to, we see Jesus, he refuted the devil in those difficult situations. Scripture came to his mind and there it was. He knew the answer to that temptation. He was able to apply it properly. When it comes to doctrines, you know, and it's... it's uh, you know, well, what do I believe about any particular doctrine? People believe different things about the Bible and what it says. Well, if you want to be able to answer some of those things and difficult questions, you've got to read that Bible enough to stay in there so that you can apply the doctrines that are here to what we do and how we live. Study it. Know it. And then B, the third thing here is to be able to quote it. That's what Jesus did. He, uh, he had the right thought in mind into in, the particular situation that he was in, and he was able to quote the passage. Um, I don't think we're going to be able to quote, well, I, at this point in my life, I'm never going to be able to memorize the Bible. I don't have that desire to put so much time into it that I could memorize and quote the whole Bible. Some people can, and they devote their entire lives to it, and that's good. I want, I'm teaching my children now. I want them to know the Bible better by the time they turn 48, I want them to be able to quote the Bible better than their dad can. I want them to outdo me in that, so I'm trying to encourage them that, and I appreciate Bible teachers doing the same thing. So, uh, but I don't expect them to know, and I don't expect you to be able to quote everything, but look and consider Deuteronomy chapter 6, verses 4 through 9. The, one of the principles that God had with his people way back when he started the nation of Israel. Okay, so here, verse number, verse number four. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. That's the, the great commandment right there. Verse six. These words which I am commanding you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your sons and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontals on your forehead. You shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates. Do you hear the importance of the word of God? We have the wonderful thing that they didn't have. Um, they had to be able to pass the pass it down to their children. They had to have it memorized because they didn't have Bibles to give to their kids. So they had to give it to to their children and say it and recite it. All right, tell it back to me. You got to know this. These are the words of God. Every word that proceeds from the mouth of God it gives life. So know it. It is so important. 
Be able to quote it. If you've got scriptures that are important to you, learn them. Be able to quote it. If you've got a scripture that, that can guide your life or can help you through a struggle you're facing or temptation that you deal with, learn it. Quote it. Don't learn just a verse. Learn a section of scripture. Learn a whole, whole book if you can. Quote it. Know the word of God. So that's a beautiful and wonderful thing. How often does she read the Bible? Based upon these things, I would just say a lot. You can get in that, you find a habit, you find a routine where you're in it daily. That's the best thing. If it's first thing in the morning, if it's at your noontime, I, I always think of uh, Sister Deaton's wonderful husband who would, who would, working in the factory, lunch break came, he got out the Word of God and would study with people. You know, it's just, you, you find a way, you find a routine, you find a time, and you do it. Read the Bible. Um, and how, lastly, how can I enjoy my Bible reading more? This is really, everything I've told you so far, you probably just say, amen, amen, amen. I've heard all this before. You know, I know it, I know it, I know, I know. This is a great question here, isn't it? This is really application here. How can I enjoy it more? I know I want to read it more, but I get in there and I start and I get to the begats and I'm done, you know. It's hard. You know, some spots are harder to get through than others, but there are some spots that are just a joy to read through too. But how can I enjoy my Bible reading more? I, and I think part of this is I want to stick with it. I want it to do it. I want it to be a part of my routine. How can I make that happen? So let's consider. Enjoyment comes most when reaping the benefits. The part of the reason for saying this is you imagine Jesus out there in the desert. And the devil has come to him, and three times the devil has attacked him and tried to get him to fail. And he was able to quote scripture. He was able to answer the devil with the word of God. Now, that's enjoyment. That's, that's a joy to be able to come through difficulty Knowing that you did the right thing to please God. Sometimes, you know, maybe the Bible reading isn't always the, the most enjoyable thing for you. But when it comes in handy, when you can use it, and when you can please God by overcoming the devil, that there's joy in that. That's a, that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. So it's a little bit like all these things I have listed here. Learning to walk, you know. You learn to a little child learns to walk, they have a lot of falls, get scraped up, bang their head around a little bit, you know. It's, it's, it's hard work at the beginning. Learning to ride a bike, same thing. Learning to swim, learning to read, all of those things require work. And a lot of times, they're not that enjoyable in the learning. And sometimes they're scary. Some, you know, it's just difficult and work. But the enjoyment comes after the work. The enjoyment comes with the reaping of what you have sowed. The enjoyment comes a little bit later. So, and, and people today aren't good at that, um, what do you call that, delayed gratification. You know, we're, we're not good at that. We want everything right now. If there's not a benefit to me right now, then I don't do it. You know, it's hard to do because I can always pick up my device and have some fun doing something on it. But the things that are worth doing require some work, require dedication. So remember that. Keep, even when it's difficult, keep studying. 
Keep reading because the enjoyment and the pleasure, the benefits are going to come perhaps a little bit later. And so with that thought in mind, turn to Psalm 19. In Psalm number 19, verse number, verses 7 through 11. Here's some, ver- some more verses from the Psalms about the Word of God. The law of the Lord is perfect, restoring the soul, which is basically a little bit like what Jesus said. Man should not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You know, if you want to live, if you want to have your soul restored, you've got to get into the law of the Lord. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. And so, and by the way, I'll pause here. Sometimes reading the word, knowing the word of God, it's just joy. Hearing it, reading it, knowing it. But we can always learn to have more joy and uh, looking forward to the reward afterwards. Um, The end of verse number 8. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true. They are righteous altogether. They are more desirable than gold. Yes, than much fine gold. Sweeter also than honey and the drippings of the honeycomb. Moreover, and here's our point. So those verses are all saying how wonderful God's word is. How wonderful the word of God is just beautiful, joyous, treasured things, sweet, lovely. But verse number 11, moreover, by them your servant is warned. In keeping them, there is great reward. So some of the enjoyment of reading Scripture, knowing Scripture, is the great reward that will come later. So, and that might apply to this life. I think some things come later in life that we we enjoy because we have known and followed, applied it correctly, the Word of God, but also then eternal life to come. We will not imagine, we can not imagine how wonderful that joy and that treasure will be. So the Word of God, if you want to have life, Know it. If you want to be able to refute false doctrines, bad teaching, know the Word of God. If you want to know your purpose in life and how to please God, then get into the Word of God. Study it. Know it. If you want to overcome the devil, treasure God's Word in your heart. Treasure it. Enjoy it. And and you're just going to reap the benefits. Read it as often as you can. And just enjoy it as much as you can while you're in the Word, but look forward to the results giving you great joy in life. No greater joy than to be in right with God. And the Word of God is the only way to seek how to become right with Him. Okay, so the challenge for us as we go through this week and the coming week and the next weeks to come, the challenge is to do the reading plan. So we're in... We're towards the end of August. How easy will it be for us all together to read the entire New Testament and to do it together? Doesn't that sound, the New Testament is compared to the Old Testament? The New Testament is so short. The New Testament teaches us about Jesus, about his church. And so imagine that by the end of the year that each one of us sitting here has read through the New Testament. And then imagine that as we read through a particular section, each week we're going to have a sermon that relates to what we've just read. Maybe a particular passage, maybe a thought. But the sermons in the coming weeks are going to be related 
to a plan that we're going to have. So on your way out today, uh, Jerry is going to be there. Probably somebody else will be there to help him uh, give you a plan. It's one page. And it has, uh, I, don't, I didn't pay attention how many, how many days and how many weeks are there, but it's a reading plan for you to keep up with. Young and old, the most you'll have to read, I think, is, is like two chapters. You can probably read it in ten minutes or less a day. If you're already on another reading plan, I encourage you to jump in and add this one too. Challenge yourself. Because I know some of you probably have a plan already. So jump in with us. And the neat thing is then we're going to hold ourselves accountable to doing this. Because every Sunday when you come in, and I think it's going to be just on the main board in the lobby there. We're going to have a big sheet that you can check off whether you read this week's scriptures. Okay, and the intent is not to shame anybody, but the intent is to encourage us to all get into the Word of God. Everybody's name is going to be there. There will be some places on the bottom for you to to add a name if if you need to do that, if you want to join us. I'll have that up next week. Come back. Stick to the schedule. And... Check off, be ready to check off your name next week. And we'll all through the end of the year be reading the Bible, God's Word together, so that we can experience the joy. So here this is kind of answer to some of the joy, is we'll all be sharing in this joy together. All right, and I put in here, if you're not a Christian, take the reading plan, do the reading plan, learn about Jesus, learn about his plan of salvation, learn about the church. And whatever you read, whatever it's telling you, obey it. Do it. And there'll be much joy in it for you. So, But if there's anybody here today, you've already done your reading. And you know what, it, what you need to do to take on Christ, to live for Him. And you know you need to do that. And you're called today. And you, you're saying, I, I can't go another day without Christ in my life. Then I encourage you to come today. There's a uh, song that we're going to sing together. And if you need to respond in any way, or if you're a member of the church and you want to confess your sins so that we can pray for you, I encourage you to please come as we stand together and sing. Have you been to-